The following talk cast was recorded live for your audio pleasure. Exterminate! Computer, status report. Don't blink. Don't even blink. Blink and you're dead. No! Saturday night. Please hold for the doctor. The doctor will be right with you. In, in the words of Data to Captain Picard, uh, bite me. Recorded live. And we know what that sound means. Tonight it means live from the stripper's dressing room in the seven circles of hell rumble room of the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Area 51. Welcome to the June 5th, 2010 edition of Sci-Fi Saturday Night. I am the Dome, welcoming you to what is going to be a, a... Bittersweetly interesting night in a number of for a number of reasons. Uh, the Alston Brighton Hellmouth is closed for renovations this week, so Kriana will not be joining us. And uh, evidently, 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 our our Awake by Java is not going to be joining us either. <laughs> hmm. Which is interesting because he did have something he wanted to talk about. So joining us tonight from the Four Color Vault of Comics in Manchester, New Hampshire. Uh, sitting in the backyard waiting for the ball pits to be renovated. Okay. I'd like to welcome <laughs> Illustrator X and a flesh-eating bombshell, the dead redhead. Good evening, everyone. Domey, don't lose that number. You don't want to call nobody else. Good Lord. Send it off in a letter to yourself, Dom. Good Lord, please. Why, why, why do I do that? <laughs> this is why you shouldn't drink in podcasts, children. Oh, no, it's we'll get to that in a few minutes. Um, uh, uh, jo- joining us for the full hour tonight is uh, George O'Connor, producer and director of uh, LazyHorde.com's 664 Neighbor of the Beast. George, welcome to the show. Thank Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Hey, George. Yay! 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 (laughs) Thank thank you, Scooter, and everybody else there. uh, George is going to fit right in with us. (laughs) George George was our neighbor at Boston Comic-Con. And uh, as was the entire group from 664. And uh, it's an interesting group. <laughs> let, me, let me just say it. Thank you. It's, it's a very interesting group. Um, also joining us uh, is Jan Schroeder. Hi, Jan. Hey there. Uh, it, is, hey. it is with uh, bittersweet uh, that we welcome you to the show tonight. Thanks. It's good to be here. And, you know, you're right, bittersweet, but it's going to be okay. Um, For those of you who read the news that was posted on our website, um, (sighs) Jeannie Robinson uh, died last week. And, uh, it was a great loss to all of us. She will be missed. We had been working with Jan to raise money for the Genu and Spider Robinson Medical Fund to help defray some of the cost of what was going on. And Jeannie, what, what can you tell us about how things finally ended up with what we did and, and what we can do? 
Well, I think that all of you have every reason to be extremely proud. Uh, I put some numbers together, and when I calculate in a little bit extra that a few of the people who bought the, pro the, the art and posters threw in, uh, the Sci-Fi Saturday Night raised over $850 for Jeannie and Spider. That's awesome. And, and, and thank you to everybody out there. Yes. Um, who, yes. Who, who took the time. Thank you to the artists who contributed their time, their effort, their work. Thank you to the fans who, who went to uh, eBay. And uh, I, you know, there, are very, there are very few times when I'm at a loss for words. This is certainly, <laughs> unfortunately, one of them. I am... Uh, I was I was stunned when I got the news, and I still don't quite know how to react to it. Except if you go to uh, our website, there's a link to um, there's a link to Star Dance, where Spider uh, on May 31st posted a, a truly beautiful, truly beautiful uh, eulogy. Um, I just want to quote a very little short snippet from the end of it. <clears throat> Spider writes towards the end, um, I believe that the Tibetan Buddhist tradition says a dead person's soul takes 49 days to get its act together and fully depart this plane of existence. So please keep an eye out for Jean and continue to toss out an occasional prayer or good thought for her, at least until around July 16th or so. <laughs> <laughs> and God, God bless him that even in the midst of what had to be emotionally gut-wrenching times, uh, he kept his, his, his the essence of what Spider and Gene was deep in his heart. I agree. That's probably one of the most beautiful things I've ever read. Uh, but then Spider has always been just incredibly open with his love for Gene. And uh, I can't expect anything less just because she's left the room. And may I say, uh, Spider, the feeling is mucilage. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> goodness. Um, Gene, you have been an inspiration for all of us here on the show. We cannot thank you enough for all the help that you've given us. Jen. <laughs> and uh, Jen, thank you so much. More than happy to do it, and you know, I'd really like to turn the thanks around to all of the people who contributed to you guys for the items that you brought forward. But uh, I think I mentioned it in an earlier podcast the creative community has just been so overwhelmingly gener generous, and it, it's heartwarming, it really is. And uh, you know, uh, anybody who was following the uh, the auction probably knows that I do have a few items uh, right now. While we had girls and things like that, it's not a good time for me to uh, bring anything up to Spider about it. But I will ask him what he wants to do. That he may have me saving for uh, a future. You know, he may have me go ahead, and you know, she may have a charity that she wanted things to go to. So far, nothing has been posted except that um, her memorial service will be this coming Tuesday, by the way. Oh. So, so keep Tuesday uh, in your hearts and prayers, my friends. And uh, Absolutely. keep an eye out for Jeannie until at least July 16th or so. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, Jan, again, you're welcome on our show anytime. You are a friend of our show. Uh, 
please stay in touch with us. Please keep us surprised of, of any other projects you have going on in the near future. And um, our hearts are with you, as I hope your heart is with us. Absolutely. And it's been a pleasure, and I appreciate the uh, number of times you have come on the show to talk about the auctions. It was uh, uh, just it's been a great experience. All right, Janie. Thank you so much. You have a wonderful evening. Thanks. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye, Dan. <sighs> okay. All righty. No, sometimes you meet somebody for a very, very, very brief time, and they can touch your heart very quickly. Yeah. Um, you know, as I said, as I've said repeatedly, you know, Spider was one of my heroes uh, as a writer, uh, and one that, as Kriana was growing up, I turned her on to him very early, and uh, Drew as well. And uh, <clears throat> Heinlein was also one of my heroes. And through through reading Heinlein and, and Spider, I I began to read Jean's stuff as well. And and, and Jeannie's. Uh, then I began to learn about her and. I, I don't know. It's it's taken an odd turn of events, I've got to tell you, and very odd turn of events. But, but, um, thank you, all of our listeners, uh, for your support. Uh, a, a, a huge thank you to Bob and Kim, by yes. the way. An incredibly huge Bob, thank you. Bob Shaw and Kim Mullen of uh, ComicArtHouse.com. Um, when we were, when we were scurrying to, to find things to put up for auction, they gave time, they gave effort, they went out, got people for us to put things together. They, they are truly, Fine. truly good people. Oh, not only when I was, uh, using their scanner to, uh, scan some stuff, uh, Bob just walks over and goes, oh, by the way, here, have a page of original tick artwork here, <laughs> have this, uh, this uh oh my god what was that rare um chris golden chat book with the oh eric powell gosh, yes. signed by eric powell it's like he says just take it just take it yeah i know i know i and 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 guys like peter vinton who when we said we were doing this just started handing us stuff and saying what can i do how can i help um, right. Oh, not only that, he actually drew uh, spider characters into the into the artwork. He drew the professor and um, what was it Sally? No. Yes, yes, the professor and Sally. Like right under the jam page. Um, uh, God, Mike Cohen was was back at the original Granite Con there back in March, and he was the one who said, "Well." Oh, you're doing a charity? I won't draw anything. I'm not doing artwork nowadays, but let me see what I can do for you. And next thing you know, a package arrives with original artwork from Strange Attractors, you know, a signed print, including a signature from Drew Hayes, who himself passed away about 10 years ago. Uh, it was like, oh, my God, you just people just came out of the woodwork to help out. Or Ben Templesmith, for God's sake. Oh, yes. Who Who took an hour out of his, his working time at Boston Comic-Con and did... Very, very busy working time. Very busy working time and, and basically shoot people away <laughs> yeah. to do this. Just just amazing, amazing, amazing stuff. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's stuff, times like this that it's like, wow, people can really be wonderful. Yes, they can. They can, and it, it just... You know, you never expected, I never expected a byproduct of, of you know, reforming this program, putting, putting it all back together to be something like this. I, I, it just never crossed my mind, and it happened, and it's, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Um, yeah. Again, thank you all. Thank <laughs> well, Gene, we love you. But, but, uh, but moving on. Okay. Uh -huh. um, yeah. Let me, let me get to one other thing before we do this. Um, about two weeks ago, we had the brown coats on. 
and yes. uh, during during the Brown Coats podcast, um, a couple of things were said that probably should not have been said uh, about a gentleman who uh, uh, has a, a horror radio show in Central Massachusetts. Um, uh, a joke was uh, inadvertently made uh, by someone who did not know him, and. Uh, as a, as a result, uh, as a result, feelings were hurt. Having been fired uh, from a couple of radio stations, my own self, I, I know how difficult it, it is to do uh, the kind of genre work that we do, <clears throat> and I know how difficult it is to do um, to to work it alone. That's why I have uh, five or six partners who work with me here. Um, I want to apologize and want to let the people at Radio of Horror know that we meant nothing disparaging by it and this is simply an example of you should never blog and drink and having said that <laughs> we've all learned a lesson and I believe it was, if you're going to get spanked... No, no, that was something else. Never mind. Hmm. Okay. Well, this has been... For God's sake, let's move on. Okay. Anybody pissed off about television? Um, in general, or do we want to bring Harlan Ellison back? No, let's, let's, let's not bring Harlan back. I really want to talk about uh, uh, ABC stupidity and NBC stupidity at this point. Um, I'm, ABC ended up dumping Flash Forward and keeping V. Hello? Oh. Hello? What were you thinking? And then they didn't give the people at Flash Forward the ability to reshoot a final episode. So they left it with the episode that would have brought them into season two, which makes no freaking sense at all. I hate when TV does that. Yeah, it's it's just a damn shame. My hope is that um, USA Network or uh, or Sci-Fi Channel, God help them, God rest their <laughs> black-hearted souls, picks this up and, and does something good with it because Flash Forward, for, quite frankly... Was was a very good thinking man's uh, sci-fi show, and I liked it a lot. I know that it had its detractors, but I liked it a lot. Well, again, this is one of the reasons why I am wary of getting into a new series now, because it's like, am I going to invest all this time and energy, and then if they won't even end it well? I mean, like, look at what they did with Dollhouse. I mean, at least they said, okay, Joss, you can end it, but you better end it in six episodes. Yeah, I know. And it was, it was, and amazingly, it got better and better every episode. And of course, need I bring up Pushing Daisies? Pushing Daisies, well. Need I bring up American Gothic? Oh, American Gothic. Oh, wait, wait, why don't, why don't you just bring up Heroes? The goddamn show they kept on for six seasons for no apparent reason. Uh-oh, uh, dope, dope, you're getting into Smallville territory. Or, or ten <laughs> seasons, for that matter. You know, I believe uh, Smallville will be starting season 11 next year. <laughs> Shush! You know, uh, I'm, I'm looking at the cut marks on my arm, and I'm oh. counting them, and I think you're right. Uh, Good Lord. But You know, at the very least, if you're going to cancel, you know, shows get canceled, fine. It comes with TV, but at least allow the creators to wrap it up. Yes. You well, know. That was at least the one thing that Fox did do. With uh, with Dollhouse, right? Is they they gave they gave uh, oh gosh, what's his name? Uh, Whedon, that's his name. Oh, Joss, Joss. <laughs> they give Joss the chance to to actually tie in the the ending that showed up on the DVD for season one and loop it into the ending for season two and make it work well. Yes. Right. And it kind of uh, it kind of worked, kind of worked, kind of, kind of, <laughs> kind of sorta. 
And then there are those missed opportunities. I still bang my head against the wall watching the end of Twin Peaks, where it ended, it ended on a cliffhanger, and then they're like, David Lynch, you can now do a, a major motion picture to wrap up the series. Okay, I'll show what happened before the series. Well, no, wait, you get to show what happens after. No, well, Lynch, what do you expect from Lynch, for God's sake? I mean, that would, that's, that's exactly what Lynch would do. I mean, he, he just doesn't do it. You know, he... David does what he wants to do. Always has. Unless it's Dune. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then it's just like, put the giant sandworm there. Tim Burton tells me people like sandworms. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my... But yeah, so Flash Forward is over, and now we're in the summer's, you know, sci-fi dump month, although what should be, Sons of Anarchy should be coming back, which, oh, is, not a, which is not a sci-fi series, but it's merely awesome. But if you haven't seen it, for goodness sake, uh, Netflix it. But as they say absolutely. at the beginning, do not let the kids in the room while you watch it. <laughs> you know, someone who had a genre series that was only available on the internet would want to Really, there's well, all the other series are off. <laughs> out for informational purposes. Not that any guests may be listening. No, not at all. Not at but, all. But speaking of, of canceled shows, Dennis Hopper. <laughs> Aww. Oh, man. Bad segue. Uh, Pour one out. Just, oh, you know, oh, uh, all right, fine. <laughs> I'm opening another beer. Thank you. Only say this because... Seriously, I'm still very upset over Ronnie James Dio. He was He was the rainbow in the dark. <laughs> However, um, I had found an article that I actually put on our Twitter. And for anybody listening, you may want to check out our Twitter. I try to put up at least a few wall of weird type things up Monday through Friday um, for folks to check out. And I found one with Dennis Hopper um, apparently leaving some sort of legacy to UFO researchers because they, uh, they thought that when he brought out Easy Rider, there's an, uh, a small piece of Easy Rider where they talk about UFOs with uh, Jet Nicholson. Yes. And actually it's funny that it's the, the guys... Scene. Right, the guys who... Uh, are the bikers who are these wild lifestyle people are telling the, uh, was the attorney? Wasn't uh, Jack Nicholson an attorney? Yeah. Or an accountant yeah, he, or he, No, like no, he was, a, he was a lawer, I he remember was a lawyer. that. And Jack Nicholson's character started talking about UFOs and the, the uh, hardcore Harley guys were like, ah, you're crazy. But um, after that, I guess Dennis was rather interested in UFOs and uh, gave information to them about things he had collected as far as articles and uh, stories and so forth. So there. <laughs> it, it was funny because um, at, uh, at GraniteCon, when the Granite State skeptics were there, and uh, they had one of their uh, Air Force people there talking about uh, talking about uh, UFOs and how, you know, they don't, um, well, they don't believe in them. They don't believe in them. Okay, not that they don't exist, but they don't believe in them. I, I don't know that anybody really wanted to hear the fact that, uh, you know, I've had numerous sightings my own self, <clears throat> and uh, I've had them with my father, who was an aeronautical engineer. Um, you know, all that kind of cool stuff. Nobody, nobody, nobody really wants to hear it. Uh, you know. Um, well, now Betty Hill was Betty Hill was one of the, the most famous um, UFO yes. and she was a guest on our show back in the day. She was indeed. She was indeed. In fact, it was the last interview she ever did. Was our show? Was it? Yes, it was. No kidding. Oh, well, where I was. You just threw me with that. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, I thought you knew that. <laughs> That's right. You weren't on then, were you? Uh, but I mean, no, no. That as stop. Um, the, 
My point being... Yes, um, Go for it. The, no, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I've been derailed, sir. Uh-oh. I derailed him. Cool. Quick. Dead redhead. Make with a comment, quick. <laughs> okay, I will move us on to um, this. Uh, speaking of uh, British television, we'll get away from American television. I thought this was one of the coolest things I'd seen as far as comic books. As you know, X and I are very much into comic books. And the BBC in England is running ads for DC slash Vertigo's graphic novels of their title fables which is actually a great series and i love to read fables i know we have a lot of fans who read uh the series fables it's been around for some time now but they're actually running tv ads saying go to your local tv your uh local comic book stores and pick up this graphic novel and i was thrilled (laughs) yeah you should be i mean uh, you know it's great that finally Finally, one once one area of mainstream media is figuring out, you know, the other area of mainstream media, and you know, f- frankly, graphic novels has been the redheaded stepchild for far too long, uh, in terms of lit. And uh, you know, if science fiction was the stepchild, graphic novels were the redheaded stepchild, and it's just wrong. It's just some, some amazing stuff going on there. Some Absolutely. beautiful stuff there. So I thought that was a very nice thing that was going on. Agreed, agreed, agreed. You know, you know, we're almost halfway through the show here. Oh, does that mean it's trivia time, Dom? It's trivia. (laughs) We need trivia music. Oh, you get the same. Nobody gets to sing. <laughs> Who gets to read our trivia question tonight? Um, our trivia question tonight. Dead Redhead, you came up yes. with it, honey. I would love to. So, in honor of the theme of our, our, yes. our guests. Uh... Since our, our guest's show is the neighbor of um, the number of the neighbor, actually, <laughs> of the beast. I'm sorry, George. I didn't mean to. That's, say that correctly. That's um, okay. You wouldn't be off referencing the uh, Iron Maiden song. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least X will be happy about that. Um, <laughs> I am making a secret devil sign even now. <laughs> I'm giving it back to you, brother. Nice! <laughs> nice! <laughs> With all this devil going on, um, the trivia question tonight is... What was the name of Lucifer's nightclub in the Sandman and Lucifer Vertigo comic series? And so, if, if our comic book fans that. out there yeah. who know that um, Lucifer started turning up as a regular character in the, in the Sandman series, and then he got his own mini kind of... Well, it started as a mini series that went on for about 60, 60 like 80 issues. issues. Uh, but Lucifer had a nightclub in Los Angeles, and we're just looking for the name of that club. And, and what can they win, Dome? If they can, go to our website, log into the website where the question was just posted, and answer the question. I, they can, they can, assume they can. Assume that they can. <laughs> you can win seasons one and season two DVDs of 664, The Neighbor of the Beast. one of the funniest web series around right now. Oh, thank you, man. Which brings us to our guest, producer-director <laughs> of 664, Neighbor of the Beast, George O'Connor. George, welcome, 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 welcome. Thank you, thank you very much. Thank you. No, please stop. Thank you. I'm sorry. The crowd <laughs> st- we stopped. Everybody, step back from the barrier. You're crushing the people in the front row. <laughs> I want to touch his horns, just a little. <laughs> Dude, they're so poorly super glued on. <laughs> I don't know. They went through the guy's hat in season two. Spiffers! <laughs> now, for those, for those of you who are unfamiliar with it, um, on the trivia post, it also has a link to the website for 664 Neighbor of the Beast. 
here in a nutshell, here it is. People move into a suburban neighborhood and they move into a house with the address 664 next to 666. And they move in, and I guess on Halloween? Yes. And this guy comes to their door dressed as the devil. And they go, hey, great costume. He goes, hi, I'm your neighbor. My name is Lou. Nice to meet you. And it turns out it ain't a costume. (laughs) (laughs) And they live next door to Lucifer. Yeah, that's not just a sunburn that he's done. It's it's yeah. it's an incredibly yeah. intense sunburn. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, George, how in yeah. your sick mind did you come up with this and why did you come up with this? Um I you know, it 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 has to start with me being an Iron Maiden fan and um you know, just listening to uh the number of the beast over and over again and you know, I'm I'm sure I'm not the first one that went ha 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 six six four, the neighbor of the beast. Uh, I was just the one driving, uh, and I can remember driving down the street, thinking about it and going, oh, okay, you know, family buys a house and accidentally buys the house right next door to Satan. Um, and the way it came about was, I don't know if you guys are fans of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, yeah. but, when, but when they first launched that on FX, they had a, uh, a television show trailer contest, essentially. Um, you know, send it in and the winner will get a development deal or something like that. And so I had had the idea kicking around. I said, well, this is as good a time as any to shoot it and see what happens. Um, so the, the two leads are Arthur, uh, who is Arthur Laurie. I've known him for years. I've been doing short films with him for going on seven or eight years at this point. And, and Tracy is my, um, and okay. Um, so, long story short, I got friends over. We shot it real quick, and the, the crux of it being Satan doing a very bad version of Stairway to Heaven, um, <laughs> because that's the type of horrific sounds they hear coming from his house every night, is him butchering Stairway to Heaven. Um, and we sent it in, uh, and it didn't get picked up, but what happened was, is whenever I started kind of showing this trailer around, I got more and more people... You know, saying, you know, you should turn this into a web series. And at the time, I mean, I was, I was a fan of stuff like Red vs. Blue, of Homestar Runner. Uh, I think the Guild had launched by that point. Um, but, and I was looking at the stuff that I thought was just hysterical and really well written. I was like, I, have, I don't know the first thing about doing a web series. Um, and then just one day I was like, you know what? F it. Let's go for it. Let's see what happens. At worst, we'll learn something. At best, we might have something funny. Excellent. Um, and it, I really kind of like was inspired by, if you look at a lot of stuff on the web, web series or even, um, well, even say, take something like The Simpsons. The first few, when they start out, if you look at where they start out and where they end up three years later, you can see, you know, huge oh, yeah. improvements. Oh, um, And... So that just was kind of the inspiration to, you know what? It doesn't need to be perfect out of the gate. It just needs to be funny. And we can learn about lighting. We can learn about editing. We can learn about audio along the way. So long as it's funny, you know, I think we'll kind of get some slack as we start learning about this. Um, and I, and I, I'd like to think that's what happened. It, it's um, funny because you, you can kind of see that progression in the first DVD. Uh, yeah. The first episode is uh, very tight tight uh, shots and uh, everybody seems to be just a little bit rushing by the third episode when you have the Catholic schoolgirl trying to collect yes. the money I am just on the effing floor well that that wait. was just amazing I think yeah that I believe that's episode eight and yeah I would say that's where it all started to kind of click in. Um, and the way we, we shot that first season was we would shoot three or four episodes essentially in a weekend or in a very compact amount of time. 
I'd go away, edit the crap out of it, get it up, <laughs> write, write the next group, do the table read, shoot it. So essentially they were shot in three to four episode chunks. Right. And I think you know, if, you, if you take a step back and you start looking at uh, the episodes through a technical eye, you can kind of see, oh, okay, this is where they went away for three weeks. <laughs> Learn, learned what worked and what didn't work in that last group and then improved on it. And so I think you can kind of see that. And um, especially if you jump from even like the last episode of season one and then you jump to season two, where we essentially had nine months or a year off between shooting and we really got a chance to sit down and just think about the show and the production of it um, that, you know, you can see the leap. And that was, you know, that was, that was essentially the roll of the dice that, you know, I'm, I am surrounded, I'm blessed to be surrounded by very funny, creative people. So I kind of, I kind of knew that the, that the dialogue would be there and we, and everything else could kind of catch up to it. How did you talk your wife into playing the part of Tracy? <laughs> um, it, it really honestly wasn't that hard. Um, for, I mean, for years, yeah, I'd been doing these short films and she'd had, you know, roles here and there, but nothing huge and meaty. And I would just chalk that up to, you know, the stars just not aligning. You know, we need a petite blonde. Uh, or, you know, we need you know, an African-American actress. You know, just stuff is like, it's not, you know, you know, it's not going to work. But then this this came around, and it was absolutely perfect. Um, and again, what, what, what was nice is everybody in the show are people I've known for years. Um, a lot of them, we have done stuff together. Uh, a lot of them I've just known as friends, and I've known that they were, that they were talented. And so this really was just kind of a family thing, you know, uh, where everyone just coming together and putting all of this creative energy into this one kind of sustained project. Um, and so, and, and one of the nice X factors you get in that is Tracy and Arthur have actually known each other for years, are extremely good friends, extremely comfortable around each other. And that's the X factor you need if you're going to have a married couple quote-unquote on screen is that comfortability and that kind of a ability to BS back and forth. And so, you know, that's just, again, stars crossing. And, you know, they were just really good at working off of each other and just that comfort. George, you said you've been working on um, films and so forth for a while. Is that yep. what you do or? No, no. Uh, it's just a day, hobby? Uh, yeah. By day, I'm a mild-mannered uh, copywriter for an advertising agency. Um, and uh, when I started getting into, into short films, uh, I was, you know, I, I was acting some on stage, some in video, and I just kind of wanted to do more stuff for my reel, and that's how I ended up on the other side of the camera. Oh, okay. Wow. You work for an ad agency, and suddenly you got the idea to write about the devil. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it, was, it was the, uh, again, stars crossing. It was actually the guy that hired me at my current job. I, he was so, I don't know, it, it, he, he saw the potential in it before I did. And he was, he was the last one to, like, really encourage me, Yo, you really should turn this into something. Um, and, you know, so, it, it, again, you know, just... It's weird the way the stars align sometimes. Good call. Really good yeah. call. Yeah. Yeah. It's worked out well. I get. I gotta tell you, one of the things I like about the, the series is picking out some of the little details. Like I love look, like looking in the back. It's like, well, these people are big movie fans because there's a Blade Runner poster and there's Natural Born Killers and they're two of my oh, favorite. Oh God, movies. the Natural Born Killers poster was hilarious. I mean, you know, you start going. Absolutely. It's just like our house. I mean, that's, that's awesome. I kind of I mean, figured. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so this, you know, essentially, you know, where we shoot 75% of the show is mine and Tracy's house. Um, and so and so we get to work kind of that stuff in, you know, like the ending of season two, we kind of have that... Um, uh, Oh my God, I'm blanking out. Yeah, we, we have that moment where we can just put them right in front of the poster um, yeah. and just have them you know, share a look and go. 
and the poster was there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Now, another thing I noticed is some of the T-shirts that Arthur wears. <laughs> yes. Oh, now, he, he is going to be so happy that you he takes so much pride in those T-shirts. In per- no, I, I wanted to make sure I saw this, so I wrote it down. <laughs> well, uh, in season two, there was a quote. And I, women are like parking spots. They're whores and liars. Yeah. Was this was this deliberate or intentional? <laughs> um, how so? I mean, I think I dropped that just for a second. Uh, yeah, you did. Okay, you're back. Yeah. So I mean, Arthur, yeah. So Arthur Arthur's shirts is something he takes pride in. He probably puts as much time figuring out what shirt he's going to wear as he does into the lines. <laughs> I mean, well, definitely it's something by the second season. I'm like, what's he going to wear today? Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, I was into the whole shirt thing halfway through season one. I'm sitting there going, okay, which one this time? Which one <laughs> yeah. this time? And, it's, it's, oh. you know, the, the nice thing about it is, you know, you can you could have schlocked it together. But there are all these wonderful little touches that play throughout the entire series. Yeah, I mean, that was that was one of our hopes to, you know, not when the decision is, OK, is this essentially going to be, you know, one episode stands alone or is there going to be some sort of arc to this whole thing? Um, and, you know, we kind of liked that arc type of idea of dropping in every now and then. So, yeah, we could we could the, the parts that we're really proud of is when we plant a joke three episodes before it gets paid off and then we get someone going, oh, my God, I caught that you paid that off. Yep. Yeah, yeah, a lot of that stuff. Yeah, a lot of that stuff is we're sitting there going, no one may know it, but we're entertained by it. <laughs> so it's 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 great when someone else gets it. You know, like yeah, yeah. There's you have no idea what's gonna you know you you hope that you know oh someone from NBC is gonna see it and they're gonna love it and then all of a sudden we've got a mansion with a moat and alligators, you know. But <laughs> but honestly, it's you got to do it for yourself and essentially you got to make yourself laugh. Um, and just, and you, and you, you roll the dice and you hope that other people dig it. So it's, it's very cool and very rewarding when you, when you guys, you know, check it out and go, we love it. Please come on. When someone else chimes in, you know, Oh, I watched episode eight and then 11 and I saw the joke get paid off and they caught it. You know, it's, it's very cool. It's, and you know, very, energizing to to get that type of feedback it's kind of like big bang theory where Mm. they will throw in jokes like that and it's like either you get it or you don't and if you don't sorry but the people who get it are laughing their butts off yeah exactly yeah we we we're not a hundred percent good at it but we try to avoid the sledgehammer whenever possible and yeah that's i would much rather you have a joke out there where 10 people die rather than, you know, a hundred people go, huh, that's funny. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, if you, if you get, if you get this, you're really going to get a payoff for it. And just trying to find those moments to throw it in there. You know, you know, what would be really, really cool. You are planning a season three, aren't you? We are. Um, right now, we're, we're in a bit of a hiatus because actually Arthur is out of state until about Christmas. And then we learned in the first season, no, no, one, likes, no one likes shooting in the wintertime. So this, uh, we, well, we learned that we have so many outtakes of people shivering on my front porch. Um, yeah. um, so it would be around... Uh, spring late spring of next year when we gear back up for that and would actually start breaking ground on it uh, we gotta wait that long by by the way the outtakes reels oh i love the outtakes awesome you know again that's another thing it's like look we're gonna make ourselves last for five and a half minutes and hopefully someone else finds this funny so again it's it's again i i'm smiling ear to ear to know that someone else finds this funny well, as somebody who has worked on independent films, let me tell you, I think the, the 
gag reels are probably some of the best stuff you can get. At least I for agree. your internal jokes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, would you be willing at, at say, a, a convention to uh, do a, uh, like, a panel discussion workshop with, the, with a couple of members of the cast and show, oh, I don't know, like a couple of episodes? Absolutely. I mean, I'm, I you know, would love getting this thing out to as many people as possible. I mean, and then also just helping other people out. Um, I think, I, I know through the short films I've done and all the other creative stuff I've done, um, I've just been really appreciative of people who have taken their time out to help me. Um, so it's, you know, it's what I can do to pay it forward. So absolutely. Jeez, you know, be I mean, careful. We are we like to fish for um, parts for ourselves, so be careful, George. <laughs> well, that this this is the thing when we hit season two is uh, we've got this episode where we've got one one episode where we've got we introduce three or four people that really only live for that one episode, and we realize we have gone through all of our friends, you know, <laughs> all of our all of our acting friends. We've already gone through, so it's very odd to actually do. A, you know, a, a casting notice. Yeah, um, well, so, it, absolutely. You know, you got you got to understand when we had Brown Coats Redemption on here. Yes. Uh, we forced them into uh, casting us into their <laughs> That's fantastic. I thought it was <laughs> brilliant. So I, I I really think your arm is being twisted right now, but uh, <laughs> in a in a very kind way. It's. With love, yeah. I, well, I don't, I don't know love, but yeah, it's definitely being twisted. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Speaking of love, speaking there, of love. there's a theory out there. <laughs> there, there. There's a theory out there that I got some emails from this week when, when I heard who my get, our guest was. Oh, that, I cannot uh, see where this is going. Oh, no. That six six four was actually. A deliberate attempt on your part just to film your wife making out with hot checks. <laughs> uh, is just kind of like, you know, just just fluff. So they what they were complaining? <laughs> oh no, I wasn't complaining. I mean no, I mean the email wasn't complaining at all. All right. E- you've got to understand, my email box is a, is a sad and dangerous thing. And I'm convinced that most of my posts I receive, you know, it's like, wow, and how many quarts of tequila did this happen? You know, it, it's a, anyways, I just figured you'd want to just say, yes, this is the case and move on. Uh, I, I will quote a greater man than I. It's good to be the king. <laughs> No, no, guys. Look, I you know, I wrote it because it worked. Okay. No, and look, look, they we're look. Here's where we're coming from. Here's where we're going. It's critical. And yes, we need to shoot it from five different angles. <laughs> Wait, listen, when can my buddies I, come in and watch? Never mind. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sweet. The Wawa pedal is so important. <laughs> <laughs> Oh Lord, we are in deep trouble once again. You know, Just think the markets know. this could open. Oh, up. now next week you're gonna have to open up with another apology. Oh, <laughs> oh you just we walked into a new segment. Yeah, I pretty much figure at this point uh, that next week I'm gonna I, I'm gonna get an email from Tracy. <laughs> and then I'm gonna have to have her on, and then I'm gonna have to apologize to her. <laughs> now you're gonna have Saturday night, the apology network. I, you're gonna need to have another theme song for another segment. I can do that. Gnome's apology of Tom's the week. Apology da, 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 da. Of the week. Uh, we got we gotta like play the angel theme or something, you know that that heavy da, 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 da. something that Edgar Allan Poe would weep to and be like, yeah. like we are so that we even suggested that anyone find the, these two women kissing to be in the slightest bit enjoyable, 
There is nothing enjoyable about 664, and we thank you and have a good day. <laughs> but you all should watch it. Really, but, but we'll be watching it anyway. Legal representation. Do we cheat him and how? Exactly. How is it that we survived a Harlan Ellison interview and this is the interview that's killing us? <laughs> you know, you know, we survived Hurricane Harlan and yet we get into trouble doing everything else. I don't get it. Uh, <laughs> keep you on your toes. We're man. all on our best behavior around. Well, at least until the yeah. end. We... Yeah, at least until the point where we were accused of using his book. All as, as a, well, never mind. <laughs> to it. Professional jealousy. Not going there. Not going there. So not going there. <laughs> wow. I look oh, forward to putting up a two-page comment after uh, after this episode airs. Oh, please do. Please just feel free to. Ram- just rambling and angry and just... <laughs> no, you know, the, re- the reason, the reason oh, that I was asking... I'll post it next to my ex-girlfriends. What? <laughs> <laughs> rambling and ow. <laughs> you I know what I noticed? I'm just, I'm just, I'm just glad to know there's someone else in this world like me who actually laughs by saying he 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 he. <laughs> you actually have no idea how good that makes me feel. Dude, I was, You had me at Iron Maiden fan. <laughs> <laughs> No, the reason I was asking about uh, possibly doing a, a workshop at a con is that every yep. year up here we have Granite Con. And, yes. Uh, this well, well, we we don't have Granite Con. <laughs> no, we no, no, have. No, no, take, no. Midnight look, has. No, like, shh. We shh, have shh, Granite No one's con. paying attention. Take it. Take it. It's yours. <laughs> <laughs> and um, this last year uh, we brought brown coats to uh, Granite Con, and it was uh, mm-hmm. an overwhelming success. And uh, I've always thought that, you know, somebody with a, quote, successful web series, which, quite <laughs> frankly, you have. I appreciate uh, it. Thank you. Would, uh, you know, be a really good, good time for, you know, a good thing to have. And I really liked, also, uh, the amount of buzz that you got at, at Boston Con. It, we got treated really, really well that weekend. Uh, we well, weren't aside from the fact that you had to sit next to us. But yeah. Oh, dude! Honestly, I, I, you, we knew what we were going to do. We knew we were essentially going to make asses out of ourselves to try and sell DVDs. <laughs> um, and you know, we we knew we weren't, you know, kind of the artist table where head down making sketches that you know that we were, you know, we on day one we had the devil, on day two we had the devil and the devil's assistant. Oh, she yeah. was so and, hot. And excuse me, my poor monkey has never been the same. <laughs> <laughs> have people have, have have those pictures made it out to the public yet? I don't know about the public. We have a copy. We got a huge. <laughs> I'm holding a huge picture right now in my hand. That needs to be blew up it on up. Facebook page. Oh, baby. My poor monkey. <laughs> Tony spanked the hell out of that poor sock monkey. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. But yeah, so, so, I mean, we know we're going to show up and essentially make an ass of our, out of ourselves. And Boston Con, the last couple of years I've gone, has been very artist-centric. Um, and we were essentially... Hello? Where we were going to make a spectacle out of ourselves. Hello? Yeah, oh, no. Did, out again. did we lose? Yeah, uh, where did we, we crap out? That's okay, George. Any... Thing that you drop out on, we're gonna fill it with with our own dialogue. So <laughs> fantastic! It's gonna you be guys like are... science theater. It'll work out perfectly. Your lips won't even. You guys move. are you are masters of this media. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's going on the real uh, the ad real uh, dome. <laughs> yeah, you got it, baby. Fantastic. Masters of uh, medium. Yeah, but I mean, the bottom line is, is we knew we were gonna make asses out of ourselves, and we were really hoping we were gonna we weren't gonna piss off our neighbors. And I mean, you guys were fantastic. Um, everybody else around us was fantastic. It was, you know, because you're going to sit there for 18, 16, 18 hours. That's yeah. a long time. And so you, and so the fact that, you know, the, everybody, you know, all the neighbors got along 
and were able to help each other through the day. I mean, it was fantastic. It was it was a really really good weekend. It really was. Uh, we we had a great time, and and you were really really cool neighbors, and uh, we really need to do that again. Oh, absolutely. We're yeah, we'll be we'll absolutely be there next year. Um, because um, I mean, they they did a fantastic. I'm sorry. Say that again. Oh no, I I didn't realize you had dropped out again. I was going to ask a question, but you finished what you were saying. Oh no, I was just saying. Um, I thought you know the Boston Con went really well and was it was a great turnout for their new venue. Hopefully, they can get more room this time around. Um, yeah, because they they definitely look like they have the support. Oh my God, yeah. Some friends of ours uh, who do the series uh, What Happened to Sarah dot com showed up at one o'clock and they were like the police turned them away. Yeah. Because they couldn't get in. They're just like, we got too big of a crowd. Go home. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I, well, Sci-Fi Saturday Night is appearing. You know. <laughs> uh, yeah, people were, we talked to people two hours, one and a half hours, waiting outside to get in. Yeah, it was kind of insane. It really was. I have to wait for... Yeah, I just hope they get the venue. <laughs> Folks are going to have to wait for the third, uh, the third series. Are you working on anything in between, or are there places where you feel comfortable sending folks? Um, we want yeah, everybody um, to go to lazyhorde.com. That's L-A-Z-Y-H-O-R-D-E.com. Thank you for spelling it, because it didn't come out that way. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. That's why I, I made sure I spelled it. Make sure you put the D in there, and there's no W. Um, LAUGHTER I paid five dollars for this. <laughs> um, uh, uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, well played, sir. Well played. <laughs> no, it's actually well paid, but that's all. <laughs> uh, well, like I said, unfortunately, Arthur is out of town um, until December. So, uh, unless you know, we decide to put the band back together for basically, you know, shooting a short here or there for the weekend. Uh, I think the camera's probably going to be quiet for the time being. Uh, so what I'm working on is uh, this comic book project that we were also debuting at Boston Comic-Con. Uh, it's a book called Healed. And uh, the, the short of Healed is what if one day everybody woke up, all the life-threatening diseases and illnesses were wiped off the planet, so essentially, you could live forever so long as you didn't kill anybody. So basically, if humans can get along, you could live forever. What happens next? We sure. don't think it goes. We don't think it goes well. Hmm. Probably not. Probably not. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so the so the first issue made its debut at Boston Comic Con, and I mean, just like Six Six Four, we were really jazzed by the uh, the reception it got. Uh, so we're currently working on issue two that we want to have ready for the October Comic-Cons that are coming around both in Boston and uh, New York. So writing-wise, that's probably what my focus is going to be uh, for the summer. And you can... And uh, I, I almost... Terrible plugger. Um, you can check out Healed at homelesscomics.com. So, all one word. Nice. Very cool. Yeah. All right. Hey, X. Hey, hey. Guess what? Is it that time? It's about that time, isn't it? My God, another hour has come and gone. A total hour, a total waste of your time as a listener. Yes, but Total has more fiber. That's true. And and, And you can poop. (laughs) (laughs) Something my monkey still can't do. (laughs) That's true. After Tony got through with him, that monkey. (laughs) Monkeys. The monkey's just shivering in a corner. It's like I'm a good monkey. I'm a good monkey. It's one one thing to be spanked by the devil, but the devil with a baby pouch with a baby in front. I'm sorry, that was the funniest 
visual ever, <laughs> ever. We thought it'd be that was my that was my son, Tracy, and my son. Um, and again, Tony, I've known for fifteen years at this point. So, um, the they thought it'd be funny to walk through the con <laughs> with 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 yes, Tracy right? like four or five paces behind the devil with the baby going, my baby! I didn't think you'd actually take my baby, please! <laughs> and, and apparently, when people aren't paying attention and they hear a woman go, my baby! They get real serious, real quick. Oh. So, and then, and, you know, so they did, they did a couple laps of that, and, and, and you know, it, it worked out. We sold more DVDs. <laughs> there but, we go. Yay! <laughs> so there was a happy ending here. There is. There's the happy ending to all of this. Is there is more space in my basement? That <laughs> I, after after about 15 years of doing all types of DIY projects, music, DVDs, comic books, I really have one goal in mind: get them out of my basement. <laughs> That's real. That getting the space back on my basement. That's yes. really all it comes down to these oh, days. Good for you. Good Ten for years you. ago, I did a comic book series called 23 Skidoo, two issues, a graphic novel. It's in my basement. Yes, a whole chunk of it. Yeah. Oh, my God. I know exactly. <laughs> and, and they move. Every time there's a flood in the basement, they move. That's <laughs> <laughs> been three times, three or four times, I think. And, and we've gotten rid of them, haven't we? <laughs> it's wonderful. George, it has been an absolute pleasure having you with us tonight. Well, thank you very much. And again, you, uh, it was great meeting you guys at the con, and I can't thank you enough for giving me some of your time to, to plug my, my silly, silly stuff over here, and I really appreciate it. Thank you, guys. All righty. Um, hey. Um, pleasure. Oh, look who's here. Oh. Who's here? Kriana. Hi, guys. How are you? How is into the woods? I thought I'd call in and say hello. See how you guys are doing without me. Uh, well, we miss you, and the Hellmouth is uh, being renovated tonight. So, uh, does this mean we can't talk about her anymore? What? Does this mean we can't talk about her anymore? Yeah, uh, well, no, she'll Aww. actually. <laughs> She'll hear it when she uh, gets the edit. I was She's listening stealthily for about five minutes, so. Yeah, I know. I didn't pay attention. All of a sudden, I saw your name pop up in the uh, chat room. Uh, gotcha. <laughs> uh, uh. Well, listen, George. What was that? Yes, sir. Brianna? I said, it sounds like you guys have everything under control, so I will get out of your way, but I'm glad you guys are all, all set there. All right, darling. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Take Bye, care. Bye, Kiana. We love you. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye, Dad Redhead. And that was the lovely Kriana. You guys are such a wonderful little family. We are. Well, <laughs> we're, 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 we're a very dysfunctional family, but we're okay. <laughs> Uh. We have our ways to numb the pains. We do, which is why we drink. Sir. At least why I drink, anyway. Um, yes. X, it's that yes. time. Yes, indeed. Ah, ladies and gentlemen, on. It is that time for the coming up calendar, because after you hear this, your lunch will be coming up. Oh, no, on next week. Please don't do that. <laughs> We continue our trend here. Next week, we have artist Jackie Musto and animation director Radia Albinson of Silver Circle Films, who are also at uh, the Boston Comic Con on the other side of 664. On <laughs> <laughs> uh, June 19th, we have the return of artist and fan favorite Frankie B. Washington, Woo! and he'll be oh his my. new comic strip. <laughs> Right, on June 26th, we will have writer Gregory Norris, who has written episodes of Star Trek Voyager. He wrote a book for Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and he's contributed articles to Sci-Fi Network magazine. There you go, that's right. He's an all-around swell guy, and he'll be on June 26th. 
And Sci-Fi Saturday Night is the official podcast of the Boston Comic-Con and of Comic Art House, your one and only source for original comic book artwork. Visit Bob and Kim at ComicArtHouse.com for the best deals on original art from dozens of your favorite artists. And also, tonight's outro music has been provided by Zanoise. Pick up their CD, The Benevolent Beast, on iTunes. And that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Ah, it's been a hell of a night. It's been a hell of a week. It's been a hell of a month. We've got a great month coming up for you guys. Ah, been a very bipolar episode, you know? <laughs> it has indeed. It has indeed. In the words of Bipolar Bear, this looks like a job for Bipolar Bear! If I could only get out of bed. George, thanks for joining us tonight. Thank you guys very much. From the Four Color Vault Comics in Manquister, New Hampshire, thanks to Illustrator X and that lovely, lovely dead redhead. Good evening, everyone. Good evening, goodbye. This is the Dome saying, Genie, shared pain is lessened, shared joy is increased. Thus do we all refute entropy. Good night, everyone.